out. Well, I can't tell if it's the band is Splashin' Boots that sings Okie Dokie Artichokey or if the band... No, no, the band is Splashin' yeah. Boots and they do a song called Okie Dokie Artichokey. Yeah. Right, but there's another band oh, called yeah, Nino Ziku that does Okie Dokie. Right, the, the, I mean, Where that looks like a pretty professional video. You're telling me... You're telling me that <laughs> splashing boots is not cutting edge. Looking at just the oh, the, here's the, a fun fact: the cut screen. Okie dokie artichoke has been cited in print since at least 1988. Hillary Rodham Clinton, then first lady, made the term famous in the 1990s when she ended staff meetings with this folksy phrase. Hey, welcome back to even more mashed up. We are the pop culture podcast. Featuring two professors talking all things pop culture. I'm Alan. And I am not pedantic. Uh. Ooh, pedantic Patrick. We've got a new nickname, I think. See, see now, now, now hey. you gotta make sure you gotta make sure the whole pedantic thing is in is in the opening, Rich. Otherwise, that that joke just makes no oh, sense. I don't have to do anything. He's really pedantic, should, really and his name is. But Pat. yes, I He's am pedantic. I am Patrick. I'm Patrick. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm Patrick, and today it's another installment of one of our favorite uh, segments on the show, Trailer Park. Boop, boop. Merp, merp. <laughs> Your sounds are just so terrible. I don't even know what that was. It's how I do it every time we do Trailer Park, as much as it's Trailer like a, Park like is... A, a tradition. It's like a Star Wars droid running low on batteries is sort of what that sound is. <laughs> Which is somewhat fitting for today's show. But that's part of the tradition oh, of the trailer park. Okay, now you pork chop. Now you're just making random beeps. Did you just say pork chop? <laughs> I don't remember. Oh my! It was that literally three five seconds, seconds ago. ago. Oh I my can't god! Remember that long? Yeah. So today we're talking about various trailers <laughs> of upcom- upcoming shows that we may or may not be excited about. That's a fair statement. Yeah. yeah. I, I, well, I, I feel like there's probably not a ton of excitement for most of these things on uh, your your part, Alan. I. There's one that I'm pretty excited about. Mm. There's one that I'm intrigued in. There's one that I feel like might have been preempted already. There's Mm. one that I have a great deal of difficulty working up um, interest in. And there's one that I'm like maybe slightly more interested than you think I would be. Okay. So is the one you're excited about Ms. Marvel? Absolutely. Yeah. Of of the five yeah. that we're looking at today, I think Ms. Marvel has the most promise and is kind of the most interesting of them. Okay. Uh, is the one you're intrigued by Moon Knight? You know me well. I think Moon Knight has potential, but I have some concerns about it. Okay. Is the one that you're completely uninterested in Obi-Wan Kenobi? It is not, actually. Oh, I was going to say oh. it's Jurassic Park. It's Jurassic Park. I, I'm having trouble yeah. working up enthusiasm for for Dominion. See, I, I, I thought it would be Kenobi because you've not watched Mandalorian Season 2 or Book of Boba Fett, so it seems like your Star Wars enthusiasm is is greatly on the wane. Well, he might just not be a big fan of well, bounty hunters. My, well, 
I'm not a big fan of bounty hunters, as we know from the the D and D gaming that we've done. Um, now, Obi Wan actually sparked a little bit more interest in me than I thought it would. I'm not I'm not like okay. gung ho for it, but like there might be some things in there that looked interesting. And okay. that means right. Multiverse of Madness is the one that I feel like may have been preempted. Like what mm. might have made it interesting has already been done and thus might it might mm. be somewhat oh, less Spider-Man. interesting. Yeah, I just feel like yeah. and we can yeah. talk about it when we get there, but I feel like the latest Spider-Man yeah. kind of did the the gimmick that multiverse was yeah. going to do. Well, and and to be fair, it's a gimmick that I mean any number of films seem to be doing even even sort of the Jurassic right. Park film is sort of like hey let's take the new cast of characters that we've created and and sort of you know use to reboot the franchise and let's meet them up with the previous versions of the franchise which is you right. know sort no, of what I, Spider-Man I, did it's what Multiverse of Madness is doing it's what Flashpoint is going to do it's what Days of Future Past did no it's, um, it's 100% you know, that, true I think kind of it's kind of this new it's it's you know it's sort of where um, there was something else that was doing it too, and now I can't remember what it was. Um, but it's sort of of uh, oh, Ghostbusters. That was the other one that I had, the Ghostbusters Afterlife movie. Sure. So it's sort of like sure. Know, this is where this is sort of where cinema is going right now, which is sort of let's just kind of shove you know the rebooted cast together with the original cast and see how that goes. And hijinks ensue. Uh, well, yeah. for me, yeah. for so, me, it's this this creative kind of bankruptcy that they're ju- like they're just pouring nostalgia down our throats instead. You know, like that's that that you know at least for Miss Marvel and Moon Knight, maybe it seems like something kind of new. But so much of what we're getting anymore yeah. these days is just grounded in a nostalgia that I I don't know. Like it's. It's kind of fun and clever, but it would be nice to see something new. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it does feel like, particularly in the case of Multiverse of Madness, Moon Knight, Ms. Marvel, some might say that there's a danger that we have crossed beyond peak superhero. Some have been saying this for quite some time. They've just been routinely mocked and denigrated for having said so. I'm not sure they've been. I'm not sure they've been denigrated. Um, oh, they, you know, you're sort of like, or, or this person yeah, is sort of like the boy who cried no more peak superhero in that they've been crying <laughs> it for a long time. But, and no but what more if, peak superhero may, may just be showing up now after they've been saying, oh, superheroes are done for, or, I don't know, however many years we've been doing the podcast. Or maybe said boy was right and the other, another mm. boy, another random boy is just now willing to join because Hawkeye has been made and there can be no peak beyond that. It is possible that someone does sort of feel like they're not as invested in the superhero franchises right now for reasons that are entirely difficult to pin down and not as simple as, oh, they've made films of his favorite characters now, so he's done. Interesting. And yet when we talked about Hawkeye said hypothetical boy said almost that exact thing but you know that's did i did that's did, did, that's did the boy say really. that i'm not sure he did oh so. he sure anyway, did so which, sure which, which, i mean this is which, all hypothetical uh, of course right exactly. like it's it's hard to yes, say but yes yes the boy Very did in fact say that yeah yeah so where, well, i'm where glad should we start i'm glad you're about these 
I'm glad you're finally joining me in the the post peak superhero argument. You know, it's it is a kind yes, of and confirmation. I, and I'm, yes, and I'm glad reality has finally caught up to your point. Mm. So let's start with Miss Marvel because of all of them, it seems like the one that was kind of interesting to me. Okay. So, um, would you like to expand upon that? Sure. Uh, I love number one, the just the kind of eighties, nineties rom com feel of the trailer. It starts with kind of like a, a Juno kind of vibe, like with the lettering, and I kind of like that grounding. Way back when, when one boy was a big fan of the MCU, the hypothetical boy would often talk about how they were kind of doing genres, right? That that what they were doing to keep superheroes fresh was to kind of run us through different genre lenses. And I think Marvel's mm-hmm. kind of gotten away from that a little bit. I think part of their post-peak mm-hmm. superhero problem might be that. But this this mm-hmm. felt like an effort to kind of to kind of recapture that magic. Hmm. Interesting, because I see. I felt the opposite in that we agree on nothing. Me, we do. Yeah. It, it, yeah. <laughs> we wouldn't uh, have much of a show if you did. Well, that's true. Well, I mean, we both agree that Hawkeye was an excellent show. So, um, mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure that's that's what I remember okay. I was talking about. But but yeah, no, I I don't know. I'm there was sure there was you part of it. That, yes. Yeah, hundred like percent. It, it, it started with the whole, you know. We kind of had like the thought bubbles and the sound effects and and whatnot in the trailer that were that were represented very comic book style. They did. Um, and then and then like, but it only did that for like the first minute or so of the trailer, even maybe not even that. And then that all kind of went away, and it felt you know sort of like it was falling into, um, you know, a a standard kind of of. Uh, MCU kind of narrative and and visual representation. Well, um, maybe, maybe the visual I I can agree with, but you know the way that she's kind of drooling over a boy had you know kind of a an eighty. I, I I so I disagree a little bit. I felt like the lettering went away, but some of the the motifs that they're kind of referencing. Yeah, not. but that's not necessarily new. I mean, the Spider-Man, the first two Spider-Man films have all been very much based in kind of that '80s uh, teen film. Yeah, this um, felt, this, you know, this felt coming and, and far from home. A little bit different to me, but you know, I, you know, so I like the idea that at least they're clearly trying to keep identity at the center of the story. I I know I'm not the comic book canon guy on the podcast, but. Obviously, the comic book wrestled with race and ethnicity and religion and gender and identity. Mm. And that they're going to try to work with that, I think, is potentially interesting. Is what does she say? It's not really brown girls from Jersey City who save the world. Like that, that could work. Yeah, yeah. It could. I'm a little bit concerned that the changes they've made to her abilities kind of uh-huh. takes takes away from from the show's ability to do that yeah so i was confused with that was because i i don't know again i know the least amount of comic book characters but from what i understood <laughs> camilla khan was that like she had like almost um mr fantastic uh yeah. that she could just like stretch and like change the shape and not yeah yeah just sort of cosmic powers yes that is correct that's how she, yeah in the comics she basically can stretch she can make like herself giant size she can make like her her arms really huge like she she's able to to physically transform right 
So that is weird that they changed it kind of completely. Yeah, I'm 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 a little bit concerned that you know having the powers not be as connected to sort of her her physical body is is going to make it difficult for the powers as metaphor part of her comic book character and what that did in terms of of identity and gender and race and all that uh, well, I think, to carry I think, through in the series. Yeah, I think that may be true, but it's also premised on the idea that it has to do identity like the comic book did the ident- did identity to make it it function. Well, that it's going to be mean, it, different, yeah, I, I mean, think no, is I, is fair. Yeah, it's going to it will be yeah. Different. It was hard for me to kind of tease out her power set as I watched the trailer. To be honest with you, well, that's the thing. Green Lantern kind of power set. It is. Well, it's 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 very similar to Green Lantern. Or and and this is the thing that I find interesting in that there's the one shot where she's clearly putting on some kind of of wristband, which seems to be yeah right where the power is coming from. And so there's a couple possibilities for that from the comics in that. The original Captain Marvel, the male version from the the seventies, um, he had a pair of bracelets called the Nega Bands Correct. that allowed him to fly, gave him super strength, allowed him to shoot blasts and everything like that. But they were just a a regular sort of of metallic looking bracelet. They didn't have all of the the um, kind of ornateness to them that the one she puts on right. in the trailer. The ones that she puts on the trailer, the thing they look the most similar to are actually the quantum bands that Quasar wore in the comics mm. and were Boy. very Green Lantern-like and that it allowed him to create various shapes. So it, it's kind of weird. I've seen stuff where they've been referred to as the Nega bands, but in terms of what they're doing, they seem to be much closer to, to something like Quasar's quantum bands. Well, I, you know, certainly Rich is learning about uh, a lot about superhero characters right now. This is a, a <laughs> yes. deep, deep dive well, and, and, and into really yeah. important ones like Quasar, who I know you're some a big fan of Quasar. Have an extraordinary and not really explicable fondness for. You wrote well, to Quasar, like, yeah, didn't you? Part two. What was that? Didn't you write to Quasar? I did. Yes, I actually found. I think I had a couple issues published, but I think the first one was published <laughs> in. Uh, Quasar number 13. I actually found it the other day while I was going through some of my comic book collection. So two questions. Um, Quasar yes. actually got to 13 issues. I got to 60. It ran for Which five is, years. Wow. Quite surprising. Um, number two, do you think your, did your letters get in because of the quality of the letters or because of the dearth of people writing to Quasar? <laughs> the desperation um, of Quasar to publish something. <laughs> I, I do have to say the fact that I got two letters printed in Quasar um, that I know for sure, and maybe there were others, and I'm just forgetting them, does sort of perhaps suggest that there were not as many people uh, writing yeah. into uh, the series. When I was on the uh, the Oh Gosh, Oh Golly, Oh Wow podcast, I brought up my love of, of Quasar, and uh, Mav, that's one of the hosts of the show, was like, oh, so you were the other guy buying the series. Like, yes, that was clearly me. Yeah, so... so- Usually, like, a letter column would have five or six letters, right? Yes. So you're figuring Quasar was getting six or seven a month, maybe. Yeah, except that I think in the column that I was printed in, there were only three, because the letters, including mine, tended to be a tetch lengthy. 
you had a lot to say about Quasar. It wasn't just that you had something I to did. say about Quasar. You had a lot had, to say I, about I Quasar. I had a lot of a lot to say, and and I had a lot of suggestions about the series. We should read that on air some point. At some point, it would be great. Yes, that 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 sounds like yes. So Patrick, I had two. Very, qu- that would be a very low prep show for you. But yeah, back to yeah. Ms. Marvel. I had two <laughs> questions for you, and you've answered uh-huh. one. I was going to ask you: Are you bothered by the power set change? <laughs> I'm not bothered. Um, you know, and and but, I'm sort of reserving judgment because I, I agree with you that there are ways they may still be able to tie it to her identity in the way the comic did. It just doesn't seem like there's as natural a uh, connection. Okay. Um, and it didn't seem to me like in the trailer there was as much about her identity as as I might have expected. Okay. Like there's a little bit, but it, it really seemed to be about more her character beats seemed to be, oh, she lives in this fantasy land rather than in reality. And so it seemed like it might be going in a different direction. Right. Although doing so is a really interesting way to potentially explore identity too but there's no way i agree with you that we can tell from the trailer um yeah second question i have for you does the idea of a really big fan then becoming a hero make you want to pick up a bow and arrow to see what happens see see you asked that question i want to see what happens you asked that question assuming younger me has not already done that (laughs) Well, fair point. Does older you ever think about it? You know, we've got a young Hawkeye uh, now. Maybe no. we need an older Hawkeye. No, no. I think I, it's possible that I am past um, my uh, peak superhero in terms of what I'm able yeah. to physically do. That, that, um, I would be that, much. Cl- I would be tracks. much closer to Hawkeye as he was in the series, which is pretty much done with everything. So, yeah, I'm, I'm not sure you know. you're even there, but, you know, so yeah. R- rich. OK, that's if, hurtful. If Patrick yeah. were to become Hawkeye. Like in your fanboy moment, what superhero would you become? Oh, man, I don't know. So many options. Like, so many better options. Like Quasar, for instance. <laughs> <laughs> would you pick Quasar? I don't know what Quasar. Besides the, the that's the, a that's a totally fair answer. Like oh, the, he's, the, he's Wendell Vaughn, company, who was a yeah. minor uh, oh, Shield God. agent until Rich. Oh, um, Rich. You know, oh, he inherited. He managed to get the quantum bands on during a emergency that had previously killed everyone who donned them. Um, but because he was sort of a a easygoing kind of guy. <sighs> Um, he just naturally Rich. adapted to the, the Rich. quantum bands. Rich, why did you open the door to him for this? Like, this, this, just what hero say, would you be? I was going to say Captain America because there you go. I love uh, the whole I'm shield. pretty sure, Alan, you're the one that brought up Quasar in response to Rich's. Yeah. Well, um, I thought Alan point. was saying I should become a publishing company. You know, instead of the superhero, I just become the person who would who would print. There you go. Ramblings that he sent in. That's not that's not a, a terrible idea. But you would be Captain America. They were not ramblings. They were they were very cogent <clears throat> analyses of the series. Of what Quasar could be if they only did it if they only did it right. Yeah. <laughs> if they only lived up to their potential. You just don't understand the potential of Quasar. 
Like a mad scientist. <laughs> now, see, I like to think that my letters were more of, you were of a more collaborative nature than, you know, sort of, of challenging I'll show them. you. I'll yeah. show you all. No, 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 no. <laughs> I'll start a podcast. And then you'll see. That's right. Preteen me knows better. Mm-hmm. You did write these as a... Preteen me. This was teen me. This was teen me. Oh. Oh. Teen. It gets worse. Because I didn't start... I didn't really start collecting <laughs> comics seriously until I was 13, and it was at least a year or two after. I would have been probably about 15, maybe, okay. when I wrote to Quasar. Okay. So, do you have anything else on Miss Marvel? Uh, I mean, it is, it is trailer park, so we got to, you know, keep keep yeah. the semi oh, moving. People think but... that because of this movie, they might be replacing Captain Marvel. At least I saw online a bit of that. No, they're just oh, making a Marvel's movie, for right? A while. Aren't the, they going to the, bring well, them all together? Mar- Marvels, which is going to have, yeah, it's supposed to have Brie Larson's Captain Marvel, it's supposed to have Ms. Marvel, and then supposedly it's going to have Monica Rambeau um, and whatever she calls herself. And that might bring a certain boy back to peak superhero, I would say, because mm-hmm. said boy loves Monica Rambeau. I am a, bi- I am a big fan of, of, of Monica Rambeau, yeah. All right. Any other any other comments on on the Miss Marvel? Uh, no. Oh, just going back to to Rich's question about um her powers um and and why oh. um because one of the theories that they're do that they're one of the theories for why they're changing the powers is that um with the rumor that they're going to be introducing the Fantastic Four and thus Mr. Oh, Fantastic. They, they don't, don't want to have with stretchy two arms. heroes with the same powers. Yeah, and then and then the other theory is that, you know, so far the films haven't really been able to do a great job with stretchy powers in terms of, like, how they look if you think back to the first two Fantastic Four films. Those are bad. That's you know, a really was, bad was, example, was, though. Yeah. It is. I mean, you would think Marvel could do better, but yeah, like, th- those are kind of there was a lot the... of issues besides just the stretchy arms in those films. Yeah. So those are the two. Those are kind of the two reasons why um, people are theorizing that they've they've changed the powers. I mean, partly too, it does it does in a way it does more cement her connection to Captain Marvel to have powers that seem much more similar to hers. Right. I wonder if it's a budgetary thing too. Then I mean, obviously they're not investing the same amount of money in a. Disney Plus show yeah. as they are. A no, but big they did. Movie. I mean, they they did Elongated Man on the Flash, and it wasn't terrible. You got to think the Disney Plus show has at least the budget of the Flash. Well, I do remember many a podcast where I made fun of the the Flash special effects. So yes, you would think that that Marvel could at least match that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, but yeah, though Ralph yeah, Dibney. Yeah, I don't so. miss that guy at all. Not at all. Yeah. So all right. So where should we go next? Um, I don't care. Am I choosing? Sure, go ahead. All right, let's go down the ladder. Let's talk about Moon Knight. All right. What's your take on the Moon Knight? Uh, well, as like so many things, I have a fondness for Moon Knight in that um, <laughs> at some point I had like all of his appearances. Wow. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I really regret having sold, you know, his very first appearance in Werewolf by Night 32 a few years back, because that thing is worth money right now. Everybody um, feels that, Patrick. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I had to sell off a chunk of my collection at some point, so. Yeah. Um, 
but yeah, it's 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 interesting. Um, I'm still trying to wrap my head around it because it is it is yes. from what the trailers have shown, it is very different from how, or at least it looks like it's different from how. Um, Moon Knight was depicted in the comics, particularly regarding the different personalities that he employs. Because in in the trailer, we see him largely being referred to as Stephen, um, which is one of the names he went by in the comics. One of his personalities in the comics was Stephen Grant, right? But in the comics, he was that was very much a Bruce Wayne type Wall Street millionaire that basically funded all of of Moon Knight's activities. Uh, Whereas Marvel in the Batman show, he angle. seems to be a he, he seems to be mm. a low-level museum employee. Um, right. And then there's the one scene in the trailer where he picks up the phone he finds and is referred to as Mark. Right. Um, which is an, which is the other another of the personalities. Mark Spector is who he was before he became Moon Knight, who mm-hmm. was a mercenary who was killed in Egypt and then resurrected by the Egyptian god of the moon, Khonshu, to become his, his fist of vengeance. So... You know, they seem to be using that. Um, and then there was a third personality, which was Jake Lockley, which who was a, a cab driver that basically he would become um, and kind of to, to be his to be his ears on the street. Um, oh, to sort then, of blend into the populace kind of thing. And then, and then the other thing that's interesting, and then Moon Knight was sort of a fourth personality as well. Um, and then the other thing that's interesting is, is that I looked back at some of the early issues in the early issues, he didn't have a disassociative identity disorder um, when using these personalities. It was more that um, in the early issues, there's all these places where like his girlfriend or, or his um, sidekick Frenchie would kind of warn him that he was playing with fire in adopting all of these different um, identities. And, and nowadays, it's, it's much more common to see Moon Knight as a figure suffering from from a disassociative identity disorder, which was which was not the case early on in the comics, at least. But it seems like they're going full tilt into that for the show. Yeah. So yeah, so the the you know, the character seems quite different in terms of what the personalities are from the comics. Maybe they thought they had enough, like powerful people like we need to have more people who are like <laughs> almost failing the job no, like I, spider-man i'm concerned that alan has fallen asleep while i dissertated on moon Knight. <laughs> alan come back to us huh what yeah no that was come, that was come back quite, come back. again rich is learning a lot about sort of b and c oh, I, I zoned out completely again heroes you know, that. i didn't you've brought up two of my my quirkier um comic book loves in in quasar and moon knight so to be fair you you brought this you brought this on yourself well i I can't help that they're making moon knight so that is a a, uh, (laughs) yeah 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 why didn't a tough one to marvel well and i actually i might have brought up quasar originally as well so yeah yeah, we've done some deep dives into the quirkier corners of the marvel universe that i that i explored yes yeah i you know for me a show that's kind of exploring mental illness seems interesting, mm-hmm. but also very yeah, dangerous. Do it it's, right. it's very rarely yeah. done well. Now, I mean, I yeah. think Oscar Isaac is obviously great. 
Mm-hmm. He looks he looks like, you know, the role suits him. But I just like that's yeah. that's one of my concerns. I, would it be great to have mm-hmm. a show that really explored mental health in a sophisticated, yeah. nuanced way? It would. My concern for Moon Knight is that this the, the entire trailer is just so dark. And mm-hmm. I, I I get that Moon Knight is a very dark character, and you know he's always often been mischaracterized as the Batman of the Marvel universe. But he does have that kind of yeah. he has a Batman esque darkness about he, him. He does. I mean, in in a lot of ways, he's actually a much a much darker, more violent character than Batman, particularly right. when, particularly in kind of the seventies and eighties when he's sort of first created, and Batman is still kind of in that pre Dark Knight Returns. Um, sort of superhero mold. Right, as uh, Marvel was really developing, like, dark characters in the 80s. Mm-hmm. I don't know, like, I just, yeah. I wonder if this is going to be too dark. I, maybe Marvel wants to build up a darker corner of its universe. It's certainly appropriate there to the source material. But I just, I just yeah, I mean, wonder I been... if it's a little dark. Yeah. Sorry, go ahead. Well, it'll be interesting, because, well, cause it's interesting, because one of the things I thought about is, is... Um, you know, Moon Knight as a series and a concept is probably closer to the Netflix characters, right? Uh, in tone yeah, that's and a everything, nice, and that's it, a nice comp. It is. Yeah. It's it's, and I find it interesting that you know it's right before Moon Knight drops that the Netflix characters get ported over to Disney Plus. So I wouldn't be surprised if we maybe see some of the Netflix. Um, characters popping up in the series or or if yeah. they they do kind of a a you know kind of uh, what was it midnight suns was you know in the the what late 80s 90s that was kind of like the group name for all the supernatural characters and we've got you know moon knight blade is showing up in the movies the black knight um, black yeah black knight so it, it's possible there might be a a um, they might be developing kind of the the kind of darker slash more horror elements of the Marvel universe, which is which is another thing that Moon Knight I think has going for it is that it does have the potential to move towards another genre, which we haven't seen a lot at Marvel yet, which is horror. No, that's that's true. I I read somewhere too that they were talking about a werewolf by night. Well, there's going to be a werewolf by night. Halloween special, like a one-shot yeah. thing. Um, and I think there were rumors of, yeah, either Blade or Moon Knight possibly showing up in that, so. Yeah, so, you know, maybe it will work, and, and maybe it will be good, but it looks it looks pretty dark. And to me, Miss Marvel is an easier lift for casual fans. Like, her, mm-hmm. her geekdom is based in superheroes and Avengers that everybody knows, right? But I was reading some of the Moon Knight publicity stuff, you know, where they write he was been thrust into a deadly war of the gods against the backdrop of modern and ancient Egypt. That kind of story layered on to that, you know, dissertation you just gave us on the Moon Knight character and who he is and kind of how he developed over time. It feels like Moon Knight might be a pretty big lift for the more casual fan. Yeah, well, I, I have to say, like, even knowing Moon Knight as I do, having watched the trailer multiple times, I have no freaking clue what's going on in this series. Yeah. Um, it just, like it, it, I mean, on the plus side, it's a trailer that doesn't give away 
kind of what is going on. But yeah, it, it does seem like yeah. it's it's about as out there conceptually as as Marvel has gone. And so yeah, I, I don't yeah. know. Um, you know, yeah, I, I agree. It's it's one that I don't know the the casual fan um, will pick up right away because it looks very strange. And there's a lot a lot to figure out in it. Yeah. Hey, are you yeah. are you happy with the casting of Ethan Hawke? Um, I suppose. I mean, he's playing a very obscure character from Moon Knight. I mean, he's a character that literally appeared only in one issue and has never appeared again. Um, the the Arthur Harrow character, and also who in the comics was nothing like what he seems to be in the show. In the show, he appears to be some kind of like New Age cult leader. Right. Um, in the comics, he was a scientist that was basically continuing on work that had been developed at Auschwitz in pain oh management slash pain theory, basically making it so that people like himself, because in the comics, he had like a horrible facial disfigurement um, yeah. that caused him constant pain. He was basically trying to figure out how to cause people not to feel pain. Um <clears throat> So and 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 he's from he's from the second Moon Knight series, which only lasted six issues, and is generally hated by Moon Knight fans. So it, it's <laughs> it's an odd choice to go to go with him. Yeah. Um, as now, a villain. on the on the plus side, it does it does at least because Moon Knight does have some pretty significant um, continuing villains. So if if the show does prove successful, they haven't really tapped into. Um, Moon Knight's rogue ga- rogues gallery and the way that, that other films, it's like, okay, like Aquaman sort of used up all of Aquaman's villains in the first film. Right, right. I, I read a rumor somewhere that he might be a vampire. Oh, uh, Hawk's character? Yeah. Oh, okay. I, I, yeah, I hadn't seen that. I, don't, I, have, I have no so. idea. I have no nothing about the character. He also said he was yeah, kind well, of basing I, well, the character on David Koresh, which is a... Yeah, 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 that's an interesting kind of a, acting I think that's choice. The cult, the cult yes. vibe that that you, yeah. you get from. I mean, yeah, I mean, even even from what little we see of him in the trailer, it, it seems like the only thing he's got in common with the comic book character is the name. So, yeah, um, it doesn't really seem like you know. I I could go back and read Moon Knight Fist of Conchu number two. It's not going to really help me figure out anything um, that's going on in the series with with the hero character. So. Well, anything else on the Moon Knight? We still got three to do. Uh, I am excited to see that we're getting the Mister Knight version of Moon Knight, which is a fairly recent development. Which is basically Moon Knight in a suit, as opposed to the big cape and um, cowl. Um, right. You know, Mister okay. Knight is kind of what he appears as now, and and there's like a great deal of of um, popularity amongst the fans. So it looks like we're getting that version. So that that's cool. But we do see the old suit as well, right? We do, yeah, we do, yeah, or something close to the old suit, right, right. Because in, in the comics, it was just it. your typical spandex suit. It wasn't like the weird mummy wrap that we sort of see coming on and off of him, right, right. So, but yeah, I'm I'm intrigued. Yeah, I I guess I am, but we'll see. I I, I have some yeah. some concerns about it. So. To be fair, you are going to watch Ms. Marvel when it comes out in June. You are going to watch Moon Knight when it comes out next week. Um, those are my plans. 
Okay, that's not the stridently affirmative position I was kind of hoping for. I mean, you know, if it happens, it happens. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm like the guy who put on the Quasar (laughs) bracelets. I'm just so so laid back, you know, like it could, it could not work. Who's to say? Yeah. You're... You're like I'm the guy on the pop well, culture podcast. Die. You're like the guy on the pop culture podcast that doesn't watch like the big things in pop culture when they're happening. That's interesting well, because why do we watch the big things. It would don't be even watch the niche stuff that people other than cover. It would be like, wouldn't it be great if we could talk about I don't know what we do in the shadows, which one of us has watched and one of us hasn't. Just just an observation. Hey, how about that multiverse of madness? Yes, how about it? Does Doctor Strange's hair ever bother you? Like the white streak just looks so fake to me. Yeah, it's a, I don't know. It's, I mean, it's it, it does look comics, like he dies so. every morning. It does look like every day, every morning, yeah. he's you know up there, like you know, dying it in to make sure it looks just right. Yeah, yeah. You know, being in the MCU ages you. No, no. I just, I, I, I'm happy for him to be aging or aged. I just, I want it to look real, not like he just like took white well, yeah. paint and it, it's, it's streaked like it down the side fox. of his head. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's less Silver Fox and more like, you know, I'm going to a rave. Yeah. Well, wait till we get uh, Reed Richards and he has the white sideburns. I, I'm not against the white sideburns. I just want them done well. I think for all the money they've invested in the Doctor Strange franchise, the hair could use a little work. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, maybe maybe there's just not the money for hair, given that they've invested <laughs> it elsewhere. I guess so. I mean, it's a lot of special effects, but, but I just feel mm-hmm. like they, I feel like the hair shouldn't be that hard. Yeah. So are you are you 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 were sort of lukewarm on Multiverse of Madness, as I recall well, at I, the top of the show? Yeah, my question for you is like do you think the recent Spider Man film kind of diminishes some of the Easter eggy joy that this film wants to deliver? It's like almost like Marvel uh, preempted itself in that way for me. Well, I mean, the funny thing is, is that Doctor Strange was actually originally supposed to come out first and then COVID disrupted its production to the point where it came out second and they've had to they've had to reshoot and we work rework the story um because of his dumbass choice to help peter parker right i hope yeah, well, that wasn't part of the original storyline well no originally i think multiverse of madness was going to happen and then you were going to get whatever was originally going to happen in no way home um, right yeah i know. guess you could argue like no way home would have happened more accidentally from what uh, Doctor Strange was doing then, yeah, like or said, or actively whatever going and changing reality. Whatever brought the multiverse into the Spider-Man movie may not have been a product of like Peter and Doctor Strange's yeah. stupid decision, but would have already been kind of the mechanics would have already been established. So yeah, it, that's, it is that's which would have been nice. No, that's it, it. I agree with Rich. Like that's always going to bother me that all of this is happening because. The doctor made one really stupid choice to help Peter Parker. Well, and not even a stupid choice, because technically the choice would have worked, but then, you know, they had to do a little whoopsie. Right. And then be like, yeah, but, you know, like, you know, like if it technically would have done it and yeah. it wouldn't have been a good idea. But if that's but a solution, they would whoops. use it. They would use it all the time and on problems bigger than Peter Parker, probably. I don't know. I just it, it's always going to bug me. Yeah. I think it would it would have been well, better it, to have it, the multiverse come first and set up a more yeah. kind of authentic feeling crisis that then spilled over into Spider-Man. Yeah. Though I will say, and, and this is something that I, that, you know, maybe this, I don't know if this will help or not. It does sort of fit into, you know, when we, when we talked about the first Dr. Strange movie um, on this podcast, we talked about how 
the Doctor Strange Mordo conflict was similar to the Iron Man Cap conflict with Cap as Mordo in the sense of being the unrelenting, unwilling to bend type character. Right. Which makes Doctor Strange the Tony character who does things without really thinking them through, thinking that they'll be good. You know, creating Ultron yeah. would be the, the big example of that. So I can kind of see this as working in that, you know, Doctor Strange in terms of, of Spider-Man No Way Home did something reckless without really thinking through the consequences of it fully. Yeah, um, I, I, and, and, I hear and what even, you're saying. And even ignoring... And even ignoring Wong's advice of, you know, don't cast that spell in the same way that Tony didn't talk to anyone about, you know, should I create Ultron? Is that a good idea? So I, I can no. see it kind of working in his character that way in, in that he is a he does kind of make the same kind of, of character mistakes that, that Tony made. Yeah, I mean, that that's probably true, but I don't know. It's kind of boring and unimaginative at best. Like, mm. He has to be an analog for Tony. I don't know. It just, mm. it, it's, there's nothing you can do, unfortunately, to convince me that I'm always going to be disappointed in that. It's a classic okay. post-peak superhero problem. Then, then I, have, I guess I just won't try. I have a couple of questions for you. Okay. As I recall, you did not love the special effects of the last film that Doctor Strange starred in. Did you see anything yeah, to well, change I, your I, mind I, here? I was... I was not, yeah, I was not as overwhelmed by them because they seemed very Inception-y in right. the last film. Absolutely. Um, but so are you saying they were not good quality or they just were a type you didn't like? They're just unoriginal, I like as them. I remember. I just, yeah, I just didn't, like, everyone was like, ooh, the special effects are amazing. I'm like, and I went to the film, like, yeah, we saw this in Inception. Like, they, it wasn't that they were bad mm. or low quality. It just, you know, particularly for coming, f coming from the source material and Ditko's artwork, um it didn't really seem to live up to the imagination of um, what Ditko did in the comics. So does this, um, does this look any better to you? It does. I think part of that is, is Sam Raimi being involved as director. Um, okay. You know, that, that, that Raimi, again, he, he's someone who comes from a, a horror background originally. Um, you know, I, I, I do see at least some hints in the film that, that the effects might be, a little bit more psychedelic um, in the ways that, that Ditko were. And, and I, I have faith in Raimi to, you know, he's, he's established enough of a director that he's not necessarily going to have to mimic something that we've already seen. So yeah. I'm, I'm cautiously optimistic that, that Raimi helming the film um, will, will push things further, but we'll see. Yeah, sure. You can only tell so much from the trailer. Are you excited yeah. to see a dark Doctor Strange? Uh, well, we already saw a dark Doctor Strange in... It's true. Uh, what If. In the What If, yeah. Um, and I know you were particularly underwhelmed by oh, it was, that it was the, of Doctor Strange. I thought it was the weakest of the What If episodes. Yes. But was yes, that because of Evil Strange or because of the way they handled, like, you know, how it's just because it was sad and, you know, depressing as the ending? It wasn't this. I I don't mind a sad, depressing ending. I just thought it was. I, I don't know. I don't remember anything that I thought was well done in it. I mean, having a dark yeah. version of the hero is a very comic booky kind of thing to do. Mm -hmm. So I'm not. I'm not opposed to it. I didn't think it was executed particularly well. And what if? 
And that might be coloring my level of excitement for a dark Doctor Strange in like the MCU mm. proper. Yeah. Well, supposedly we're getting that version of Doctor Strange from the what if in this film. Right. Yeah. So if this film is so just we'll see. being made to to justify what if, I, I will be And WandaVision. Probably well, yeah. that I don't mind. I imagine to a point that's gonna yeah. be Yeah, that I WandaVision I don't mind. That. Yeah. So I have one more question. How excited should I be that Professor X is in this? He's in well, this? oh yeah, in the, in in the uh, the trailer, there's a scene where Doctor Strange is is appearing before some sort of like court or something, like a council. and you hear a voice say something like, you know, we should tell him the truth, and it, and and Patrick Stewart has confirmed that it, it is him. Oh, because um, so yeah, there, there's the X Men into the. Because he's just straight up multiverse. He's in it. There's rumors that we're gonna see a Tom Cruise playing Tony Stark, um, <sighs> as like another version of you know Tony from the multiverse. Um, That's what we need. There's more versions of Tony. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So. <laughs> so is this? It'll be, some some are speculating that this is like a multiversal Illuminati. Yeah, that's what I've heard as well. I mean, if you look at the. Um, there's a shot in the trailer where you see like the chairs and people sitting them in in shadow mm-hmm. and you can see someone walking like pacing in front of them and based on the hair and he's got a, a staff sticking out um from him a lot of people think that's mordo because the hair looks very much like mordo's hair when we see him in the trailer um but yeah that, that's one of the theories is that we're going to have a multiversal illuminati that we're going to have you know uh, Professor X is going to be on there. Um, yeah, you know the the Tony or the Tom Cruise version of Tony Stark will be on there. Maybe we get a version of Mister Fantastic as well, because um, he was part of the the um, Illuminati in the comics. Right. So right. it'll yeah. So it'll it it's it's um yeah. You know, I always enjoy seeing you know patrick stewart's professor x um sure of course you know, very nostalgic stuff. um yeah so but you know i'm not sure this is going to be a way to introduce the x-men into the mcu i mean it's it feels a, like you know, a perfect opportunity it will but then but then you've got the issue of like well then they're not really introducing like mutants that were in the original mcu they're mutants from an alternate universe and it gets all kind of of uh, yeah, but it also kind of justifies why we never heard about them. You know, again, Thanos, you know, the whole situation, like the whole mo- the internals not helping. Yeah. Like, same question with X-Men. Why wouldn't they be around helping at least a little bit? Yeah, I just, you know, that that's getting very comic booky in a way that I don't know that film audiences would respond to, to basically have, you know, it's one thing to have the multiverse and to, like, bring different versions of Spider-Men that people know together. But right. to bring in a whole new group of X-Men that are likely going to be played by completely new actors and and use that as a way. I don't know if, if that will work. That's something they can do in the comics that I don't know would work as well in film. And I just, I wonder too, if like this movie might have a little too much insider baseball already. You know, like Could with be. Minotaurs and, and you know, references to relatively oh, you obscure. Rin, you mean, you, you mean Rintra? Rintra, yeah, who is apparently Revalian, some kind of race of Minotaur. 
Yeah, I just I, I don't. Know. I just know. Yeah, he was he was he was Doctor yeah. Strange's like apprentice in like the '90s, early 2000s, I think. So, but apparently Shuma Goroth is in it too. I oh, you he's know. not called Shuma Goroth. What's he called? I can't remember, but apparently Marvel never got the rights to Shuma Goroth. They're calling him something else because uh, they've come out with the the Lego set. They've come out with the Lego set of him, and he's not called that. He's Gar. Oh, he's Gargantos or something like that. Yeah, or Gargano, something like that. Yeah, they Lego spoils it all. They apparently don't have. Yeah, they apparently don't have. Well, if you see it in the trailer, so it's not really spoiling much. It's the big one-eyed, globby monster that they're fighting. Um, any Which thoughts is that it's about not the film? Goroth. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. Any any thoughts about uh, the debut of America Chavez in the film? That was actually next on my list. I I I'm excited I, to see her, and. I feel like the Young Avengers must be coming, right? And that would be there. There would that revamp or the Young like Avengers rekindle could be your interest? Yeah. Would that rekindle your we interest are, uh, it, uh, if they did that? It's possible. Yeah. Okay. It's possible. Because um, yeah, I mean, there are. We've got a lot of like young teen superheroes running around. We got America Chavez. We got Ms. Marvel. Tommy and Billy potentially from WandaVision. Kate Bishop. Right. Um, you even had Eli, uh, who was Patriot in Young in Young Avengers, uh, briefly set up in Falcon and Winter Soldier. So, right, you know that definitely seems like a direction they they could go in, and then that would yeah, the I mean that's something we haven't really seen yet in either the MCU or the DCEU, which would be like the the teen superhero team, right? Yeah, you know and the so DC has it that, that could. The DC hasn't done a Teen Titans is kind of shocking, actually. Well, I mean, they've done the Titans series on HBO Max, and to call it a garbage fire is sort of insulting to garbage fires. So, well, they they wouldn't do it um, well, but I'm talking about on the big screen, like yeah. like if if nostalgia yeah. plays, you know, the George Perez uh, like '80s style Teen Titans would do very well. Mm-hmm. One would think. Yeah, I don't understand why Marvel or why DC in the comics keeps trying to reboot, you know, like they've got the current Teen Titans Academy, which is basically, you know, all the established Titans sort of teaching a new generation of heroes. And I'm like, no one wants to see the new generation of heroes. We want the Wolfman Perez version. That's all people want. Not giving us the, like all people want is the Wolfman Perez version. Like why you keep trying to make other versions of the Titans happen, I do not understand. It's it's a mystery. That's what people want. They want... You know, Nightwing and Starfire and Troya and Cyborg and Changeling and, and Raven. Raven. Yep. Uh, that's good by know, me. Kid Flash, maybe. Like, that, 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 that's what yeah. they want. Like that's, I don't that's really need Jericho. Yeah. Maybe a little Terra, yeah. though, so, you know? No, they did, they did Jericho in the Titan series as well. And shockingly, they did not do him well. I've never seen, um, really, Jericho done. Well, how do you feel about yeah. Wanda's position in this uh, trailer? I'm intrigued because, you know, the first trailer where we just saw her, like, talking to Doctor Strange in the field made her seem much more like an ally. Right. And then the second trailer where she's like, you know, you break the rules and they call you a hero. I break the rules and they call me a villain doesn't seem fair. Yeah. Um, she seems much more in a, a I wouldn't necessarily say villain, but antagonistic role, kind of like Mordo. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah. And supposedly we're maybe getting the zombie Scarlet Witch from the the zombie What If episode. 
Yeah, um, this might be popping up. I, I I hope they don't kill Wanda. But yeah, I, I'm I'm intrigued to see her because it seemed like she was more of an ally, and in the recent trailer, she seems to be much more of of an antagonist. So I'm I'm curious to see where this goes and and you know how it fits in because I can see like you know in terms of the trailer, like I you know I get Doctor Strange. You know, having, you know, opened the door to the multiverse, I can see how Mordo would fit into that, because from the previous film, he's he's already upset that Strange uses his powers recklessly. I can see the Illuminati right. kind of fitting into that as, as, like, you know, trying to maintain the timelines or whatever. Um, how Wanda fits into the film, I'm not entirely sure of. Um so that I'm, could be a I'm, good I'm thing. curious to see what they do with her and 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 what they do to pick up on where WandaVision left her. So, right, yeah, I think that's fair. Yeah, hopefully they do her justice. I hope so. I hope so. So, so I had a couple other small things, but we should move on, right? We we need to cover. Yes, it is about an hour. Yeah, so in the last, you know, the Riverdale quiz ran a little bit long. So we should try to discipline ourselves. Could we we hit Obi-Wan real quickly? Sure. All right, well, as you you noted at the top, I've pretty much checked out of the the Star Wars Disney Plus stuff. Watched season one of The Mandalorian, didn't move me in any way. Mm -hmm. Apparently, you tell me there's been a couple of shows that have come since then. That I have paid yes, like zero no attention, attention to. to. Um, yep. Short Rogue One, which I love just as a film, not as a Star Wars film, but I just I think mm-hmm. it's a really good film, and I I just I adore mm-hmm. that film. I haven't been that engaged, but I have to admit, Obi Wan like it doesn't look that bad to me. I can at least okay. place it in the correct story orbit, which helps. Like the Star Wars universe is mm-hmm. so sprawling, I don't think I have you know, the, the fanboy level of knowledge sometimes, but mm. like, I, I can kind of see where this fits and it, it's kind of an interesting story, I guess, thinking of, you know, Obi-Wan's years on the run, trying to keep quiet and protect yeah. Luke. I think it, it, you know, it could work, I guess. Yeah. Well, it's a period that's gone. I think it, with the exception of the, um, what was it four or five seasons of the the Star Wars Rebels animated series? Uh, I think that's the Which only I series that's been. Yeah, I've I've watched the first season and it's good. I've but I, I need to get back to it. It's a good series. Um, but that's really the only one that's explored kind of this period between the fall of the Republic and and you know the rise of the Empire and and what it was right. like with the Empire in power. So it you know it's it is a a time frame that's largely unexplored explored. Um you know, I of course love Ewan McGregor's Obi-Wan, so I'm always happy sure. to see more of that. Absolutely. Um, again, you know, you have to suspend a certain amount of disbelief in the fact that you know, the plan to hide Vader's son with his um uncle yeah or with his i guess with his with his his stepbrother i think is what it is on the planet you know that that vader grew up on still with the last name skywalker like how it took any amount of time to find them seems really kind of ridiculous 
perhaps the Grand Inquisitor could be better at their job. Yeah, yeah. It's also interesting that I, I just always go back to, um, you know, the very first, you know, the first Star Wars film when, when Luke is talking about Tatooine, he's like, oh, well, if you're looking for the place that's furthest from where anything happens, you found it. And every series goes back to Tatooine. Like right. Obi-Wan is on Tatooine. We Tatooine went to Tatooine. We've gone to Tatooine multiple times in Mandalorian. Um, we go there in Clone Wars, like Jabba the Hutt is in, in Clone Wars. Jabba the Hutt is part of this massive gangster family. I'm like, how is Tatooine anyway remote when we right. keep going back there? Like, it's this weird thing. I'm like, Tatooine is not remote. Like, yeah. everything kind of happens in, on Tatooine. You could argue maybe that Tatooine isn't completely under the Empire's control, and that's why this crime stuff there, fine. But it's still busy as all heck. Yeah, well, but the other thing, too, is they're like, oh, you know, Tatooine is sort of ignored by the Empire. I'm like, really? Because we're there a lot for something that, yeah. that the you'd Empire th- ignores. I think the Empire would stop putting bases down there when enough things yeah. happen. Yeah. So. Yeah. No, I, so. I, I, I feel that. Do you so. think that. Yeah, I'm hoping, you know, a, like, like oh. I. Sorry, go, I was going to say, no, I'm, go ahead. I'm, cautious, I'm cautiously optimistic for the show because, you know. I did, I, you know, I enjoyed Mandalorian Season 2. Book of Boba Fett, I just found kind of an interminable slog. Oh, um, I'm glad I didn't watch it if that's how you felt about it then. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. I, I, I would like you to watch it just because I think you would have absolutely hated it and your, your rage would probably be, <laughs> your rage would probably be fun to, to, to deal with. But yeah. you watch yeah, it, like, hate it. Like, even if I, if I didn't like Book of Boba Fett... Yeah. Or was somewhat underwhelmed by Book of Boba Fett. I can only imagine your reaction. So it does seem problematic. I'm hoping I'm hoping Kenobi gets us back to to better stuff. Because yeah, Book of Boba Fett just ugh, was not it was not their best work. I'm glad I'm glad I missed that one then. There's only two things that make me somewhat leery of watching this. Mm-hmm. Number one the writing that like being a Jedi is like having an itch. I feel like you could do better. I feel like you could Mm. just, I feel like you could write that better. Number two, this is one that really bothers me. There's clearly a callback to pod racing, right? Mm. When Luke is sitting on the roof and I, I, I gotta be honest with you. I, I, I think I'm pod raced out. In fact, I was pod raced out about halfway through the first of the, how many pod races that were actually in the prequel. There was only one. There was only one pod race. It felt, did yeah. it run it for like thirty minutes? They, they, well, they did three yeah. laps, so yeah, it did, there was three laps of the one race. So we don't see other people pod racing at some point in that movie. I feel like no. that movie has nothing yeah. but pod racing in it. When I remember that movie, oh, no. all I remember is pod, pod racing. racing. They hang out it's, at like there is a there pod is a lot. Cars. I mean, yeah, yeah, there's there's you know the building of pod racers. There's the gambling about pod racers. There's the actual pod race. Um, yeah, what's it, Zaboba, uh, and like how he's a yeah. I just like, yeah. If this if this is gonna yeah, have pod racing, around. yeah, I might yeah, tap I'm, out. I'm hoping that that I'm hoping that that's just a semi nostalgic. Oh look, Luke is is pod racing, which is what you know his father Anakin did. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I'm, I'm I'm hoping there's not a lot of Luke in, you know, young Luke in the series. So. If there's an episode involving pod racing, I just, I can't. I'm just telling you right now. Yeah. All right. Well, I guess we'll, we'll find out. But yeah, I'm, I'm, yes. you know, the trailer doesn't really give a lot away in terms of, of, you know, we already know, and we already know from Rebels that 
the inquisitors inquisitors were out there looking for whatever Jedi remained. So yeah, um, that that plot line's been been well established. So, but uh, but yeah, I'm curious. I'll, yeah, I'll of course watch it because. You know, what have, else am I going to do? I have no standards for what I watch, so agreed on all counts. Well, that leaves us just Jurassic Park, right? Jurassic Which, World. It's Jurassic oh, sorry. World Dominion. I mean, it's Jurassic Park. It's it, a different see, title, Jurassic, but it's the same story. Jurassic it, Park was the the original series, the original cast of characters. Jurassic yeah. World is is the new the new batch. Well, you're going to be now mad. They have the original characters in this one, That's so right. it's still basically Jurassic Park. Okay, that well, makes me feel Jurassic better, Rich, pa- it's, because it's my Jurassic notes just world. my notes just read that this looks very Jurassic Parky. Oh, because yeah. it's on an island like, with dinosaurs, and every it's scene of, of of Chris Pratt interacting with dinosaurs is just it. You know, like was there anything that felt new in it? Oh God, no! Have, like there's 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 <laughs> nothing there, and 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 to be honest, I have no expectations of of anything new. Like this, right? This I I agree with this Always film a good thing is just a film. I expect this no film kind of is just one hundred percent nostalgia. It's 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 ooh, let's bring the the Chris Pratt and that group of characters, yep. um, you know, together with the original cast of characters. It's like okay, I think, I think the pitch session went exactly like that. What we're going to do is we're going to let Pratt be Pratt, mm-hmm. and we're going to bring the old people back. Yeah, I'm shocked it took them this long to do this. See, but that's here's a fair, the fun thing. I realize, point, I, I'm shocked they had this much patience yeah. <laughs> to wait until, what, the third movie yeah. in the yeah. new thing? Or the fourth? I don't know. I've never seen any of these. It's the third. Because that's the other thing that I found. Is there's there's the scene, I, I, you know, in watching the trailer, there's the whole thing where um, you hear sort of, I think Chris Pratt is talking, and it says something about, you know, if they find her, they'll take her, and we have to protect her. And it, it's like oh, about intercut. Blue. Well, that's the thing; it makes it seem it's about Blue. But let's oh. not forget that the last film revealed that there's the little girl who's the clone, and we see her in the trailer. And it may actually be her that yeah, there was the little Can girl I? that or the grandfather cloned of his daughter. Uh, oh my lord! There is I mean, so I guess much. Why so, not? There is so much human cloning is not the biggest issue you have. There is so much of the previous movie that I just I don't remember. I just remember dinosaurs. Yeah, there's the whole. I just remember the whole cloning storyline being really stupid. I'm like, oh god, is that what we're picking up? Because you're right, Rich. In that the the trailer makes it seem like they're talking about Blue and Blue's baby. Because apparently the dinosaurs have found a way to reproduce. Because you know life finds a way. Which yeah, Yeah. Um, okay, fine. Like nature dominates us. Like big. Yeah, I can understand yes. that being the big like reveal, like oh, um, I forget what Jeff Goldblum's character's name is, but like he's Ian white, Malcolm. you know, I mean, Malcolm, you know, oh, he's white. They have found a way to to bring life, and it's like that's a big deal because yeah. I guess they also like just live in the wilderness too. Yeah. Well, that was because like, well, that was the thing the at the snow? end at the end of the last movie because we I remember we talked about this at the end of the last movie, the dinosaurs all get out. And there's like the shot of the raptors like overlooking some suburban town, and that's like how the film ends, and it's this very like triumphant moment. I'm like, oh, those raptors are gonna do some damage in that town. Like this is not. But then good. they're gonna die. Like I know. I, know. I, I would enjoy look. If you gave me you know, Jurassic useless. World Dominion and it was just the dinosaurs just killing everybody, I'd be totally fine with that. But well, that's uh, what it feels like. Do you how think do you there's do a, a time jump? Is there? It's not just, and they're all dead. 
Is there any percentage chance that just the dinosaurs win at the end of this? That's that's the oh, only thing that might. That's the it's only thing that I like think might the apes, redeem it. Like the, that's the it. Yeah. It's like the same. Oh yeah, idea. I I agree. Like that's what I want to see. I want to see the dino. It's basically you know nature getting back at mankind for for right. the way it messes with stuff. Like yeah. that's that's what I want to see. That's not what we're gonna see. I have a feeling yeah. you're gonna also, be disappointed. Uh, I hate to beg it to you. Most of those dinosaurs would die in the snow because they're cold blooded. Because you know what's like, gonna happen. It's not even gonna be about the stupid dinosaurs. It's gonna be about the stupid clone girl. It's going to be like Transformers, yeah. you know? And it's going to be this whole, robots, like... But now we have ooh, humans we're going to, you know, talk about. They're chasing... Yeah. You know, we duped you into thinking this was going to be a Jurassic Park dinosaur movie, but no, we're oh, picking boy. up on the plot thread about Clone Girl. <laughs> because, yeah. you know, we, clearly you don't want to see anything about dinosaurs. Yeah. yeah this is a movie I could so probably the, do without, overall. Yeah. So here's, oh. here's, here's a question for you, Alan. Because we talked yes. about how this is kind of of the new thing in film is you you bring the reboot cast together with the original cast um what other film franchises might be ripe for this kind of of reboot and then reunion oh wow that's a now that's a interesting kind of question I've got, I've got a couple okay i've got one that's almost a no-brainer I think you're thinking about Deliverance. Uh, no, no, I'm thinking Back to the Future. You know, that you, you immediately made my brain hurt trying to imagine how that would actually function. That's, that's, oh, I mean, like, that's, got a, time got, that's an interesting time idea. It, it's, no, yeah, but, it, but so Back to the Future is so one. Is it, Modest so you kids. create a new, so you want to, you'd have a new cast yeah, well, they're talking about rebooting Back to the Future. Yeah. It'd be like Ghostbusters, wouldn't it? It'd be like, you know... That, that's gone the, over the, so the, well, the right? Of the, yeah, right, that's the thing. Like, you always have... I'm sure. It always has to be the kids yeah. of, and that just doesn't... It just doesn't function yeah. for me. You know... Well, because especially because... Rocky's already the done it. The, the, yeah. Yeah, so what's your second uh, one, one, Patrick? I thought about, uh, the other one I thought about, which is maybe not as good, but Gremlins. Oh. Gremlins. Like it's so, been long enough from since Gremlins. What about I think what it's about been long enough because nobody wants to see more Gremlins? Are we thinking about '80s franchises then? So like the Lost Boys. Well, I'm trying to think of one. I'm, I'm trying to think of ones that have been around long enough right. that you could do a reboot. And I guess had multiple movies, so you've got some like "quote unquote" lore or, to like, or at least yeah, and, or at least had you know, and or that had some kind of of like, um, affection. Um, right. Well, I mean, Top Gun like has just classic, done that, like, right? So, like, Top Gun would be off the oh, list yeah, because yeah, they just did Top Gun, um... Or, well, they haven't, because that hasn't no. come out yet, has it? Yeah. yeah. Oh, so well, it's in out. the can somewhere, though, right? So... Yeah. yeah. So Top but, Gun yeah, has I mean, been done. I mean, the opposite one they could do is they could do the different versions of the Fantastic Four. Like, you'd have the Jessica Alba Fantastic Four with the, oh, uh... Oh, man. The really I'm terrible bad. one. <laughs> I am totally in for that, but Chris there's Evans no way. On like, Chris yeah. Evans is acting against himself as like Captain America and yeah. <laughs> the Human Torch. Well, you could you could you oh. could reboot the Godfather. I mean, God knows we need more gangster yeah. films. Oh man! Oh, um, it's been long know, enough. How about uh, War Games? <laughs> you do War Games. Well, that seems a little a little too on the nose right now. I mean. Oh, hey, Red, you know, you do Red Dawn it. was uh, rebooted, but you could... Was, that's what I was just going to say. I was just going to say Red Dawn. Think about a Red Dawn 
you know, mm-hmm. the, you could use the Josh Peck crew plus, you know, the the original crew. Like a little yeah, Sheen, a little Peck. Swayze. Right, you'd have to go Sheen yeah, and Peck. Want, Patrick Swayze, though. If, if well, actually, Sheen dies put, at the uh, end of that movie, Talkin too. In the movie, so. Then they yeah. can put Swayze in. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Like, With digital I, effects, nothing, nobody truly dies anymore. Stallone keeps cranking out Rockies and Rambos. So... Mm-hmm. That yeah, kind yeah. of obvious '80s franchising and Expendables work. and whatever, yeah. yeah, right, yeah. How about like a Saturday Night Fever? Oh, geez, yeah, that's that. That'd be hard. Like it would have to be like, because that would be. I mean, Saturday Night Fever was like the the disco movie, so it would have to be like. I mean, the equivalent to that today would probably be like TikTok. I don't, yeah, I don't know what his kid would be doing, but it would definitely create generational tension. Well, it wouldn't be his kid. It'd be like his grandkid. Well, I guess it would be at this point, yeah. His, you so know, whatever you had, you relative. Had who's a, you got who, you know, well, you know, the grandkid who's not into disco, the grandfather who's still way too much into disco. Yeah. And could, they find a way to make a hugely successful TikTok that blends both of their interests. It literally writes itself. Just one. It does. Just, I just one I just, TikTok. I just, I just wrote Saturday Night TikTok. Yeah. That's not bad. That, or, that's, tic, I mean, that could, or TikTok fever. I, I think TikTok, TikTok fever's fever. better. Yeah. Or yeah. Saturday Night Talk. Well, you know, why don't you, why don't you, uh, you could redo Greece across three generations well, now, they, right? I mean, they did Greece, got they Greece did Greece 2 that was with a completely yeah, different. Yeah, it was like there's a sequel. You got Greece 2, now you got Greece 3. It's like, you know, the Oh, here the you go, Alan. You do, you do, West Side Story. I was just going to say West Side Story. Bring the two West Side Stories together. Right? Well, you could, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I like the enthusiasm. You could. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I don't know. It's like. Yeah, but yeah, that, yeah, that's all I've got for Jurassic Park because I'm I'm you know, it's uh, it you know the first good. the first Jurassic Park movie was really good and everything yeah. since then has just been sort of fallen short it, because it's been uh, very derivative, right? Like it's one of those movies that it has been. once it knows yeah. what it is, well, and, that's and, what it does. You know, Jurassic World, the first one that brought in Pratt and all the other characters, was at best really really dumb and you know right. maybe sort of fun in spite of it but fun and dumb is about as good as the Jurassic Park sequels have gotten that's kind of just Most a of Pratt just vehicle dumb. as opposed to a yeah. uh, a movie actual franchise yeah. yeah yeah so so yeah so I'm not you know we'll see we'll see what happens but yeah this does this does seem like you know a a massive sort of cash grab I think people that is the original Jurassic Park. People love Jurassic World and Chris Pat. Let's bring them together, and it's basically a license to make money. That's right, and it probably will. So. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Well, I mean, you got to figure. Yeah, definitely you know, making the third one if they're not making money. What Laura Dern and yep. uh, you know Jeff Goldblum and oh, I'm forgetting the other guy that plays um, uh, Sam. Uh, well, Sam. Uh, yeah. Um, was that? Neil, right? Sam Neil, that's right. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know, they'll bring you know sort of a, a certain you know. They'll pull in a sort of nostalgia. Quality. Like, oh, they're back yeah. again. Yeah. I mean, Jeff Goldblum's going to Jeff Goldblum, so you know what you're getting there. That that it, it'll yeah. probably yeah, be fun. Could... And, you know, I'm, I'm expecting sure. it to be fun and stupid. So I think fun and stupid uh, is 
It's just a question okay. of, of to the extent that they really center on the clone plot, that might be too stupid so that the dumbness takes away from the fun. Well, because that's going to be trying to be smart that turns out to be stupid yep. instead of just leaning into yep. stupid. And sometimes you got to yep. just lean into the stupid. 